Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and others will also say waffles are the most important part of a breakfast. I'm personally more of a French toast man myself, but who am I to turn down a perfectly good waffle? I mean, it's basically a pancake with abs. But how did this breakfast staple come to be? It has one of the more distinctive shapes and structures of any food, and it uses some pretty medieval technology to create it. I mean, basically just two hot irons with negative space. And why did the Belgians have a monopoly on the naming? Why Belgian waffles? What did they do that was so special? Well, let's dive in, shall we? The waffle's humble origins actually began in ancient Greece, when cooks would take two metal plates attached to long metal handles and use them to roast flat cakes. They were called obelios, and they weren't really a sweet treat, but made them easier to transport and dish out rather than a spongy cake that was more prone to deformation. However, as time marched on, the design on these metal plates started to become more and more decadent, often with intricate designs and inlays that would then translate to the flat cake final product. In medieval Europe, the Catholic Church made large unleavened wafers as a companion to the normal communion wafer. These oublies, deriving from the Greek word mentioned earlier, were usually made from grain flour and water, and would often depict biblical scenes and stories or crosses and various other religious symbols, and they were usually served after the meal as a symbolic final blessing. Now, if you see a Jesus in your waffle, churchgoers come to you! But the church eventually gave artisans the freedom to create their own oublies, and there was an explosion of designs with family crests and landscapes, flowers, you name it. King Charles IX enacted the first waffle legislation in 1560, in response to a series of quarrels and fights that had been breaking out between the oubliers. Perhaps in a premonition of today's social distancing, he decreed that they had to be no less than four yards from one another. That they were so thick on the ground is a testament to their popularity, as was the pure silver waffle iron Charles's grandfather, Francois I, had cast for the palace kitchen, as he was apparently enamored of waffles. And really, I mean, who isn't? Wikipedia also tells us Charles took the throne in December of 1560, so the waffle legislation must have been one of his first orders of business. Now there's a king with his priorities in order. As the Crusades continued and new spices were brought back to Europe, like cinnamon and ginger, the somewhat bland oubli was introduced to a new cornucopia of flavors that took it from eh to man, that's good. Soon cream and butter and honey made their way into the mix, and these previously flat cakes became much thicker and doughier, and now you have a right dessert on your hands. As metallurgy techniques developed further, the irons became deeper and soon the wafer became waffle, or gaufre, according to the French. Around the 15th century, Dutch wafflers, or waffletiers as I like to call them, started using rectangular irons instead of circular ones, which brought about the familiar grid pattern we know today. Throughout Europe, countries developed their own waffle recipes and accompaniments, in Germany, a coffee waffle became popular, while in France, gaufres were made using cloves and Spanish wine and lemon zest. In Belgium, legend says that the Prince of Liege's chef 
made a thick waffle coated with caramelized sugar, reputed to be the first liege waffle, which today is one of Belgium's most popular waffle varieties. And boy howdy, bro, so good. Made with dough instead of batter and it requires the use of pearl sugar. Oh, that's the ticket. Get you some of them when you can. However, in contrast to the American waffle game we all know and love, the waffle was not a breakfast food. It was more of a an in-betweener meal or a dessert, or if you're a hobbit, perhaps a second breakfast, but never a first one. The French would often buy them from street vendors, and the Dutch were known to sell them along with chocolate and tea. I should note there are two things in this world I cannot stand, people who are intolerant of other cultures and the Dutch. It wasn't until waffles came to America, again because of the Dutch, that maple syrup made its debut in them hallowed squares. It was often used as a sweetener, as it's delicious, and imported sugar was crazy expensive. Only the aristocracy could afford to sweeten with sugar, as in most parts of Europe, sugar was twice the cost of opium, which is not a great sweetener. By the 1700s, increased sugar production from Caribbean plantations cut prices in half, and sugar quickly became a standard waffle ingredient. The cost that the extra sugar was harvested through brutal labor done by enslaved workers, was largely hidden from the European waffle consumer. In the 1800s, the British naval blockade stopped cane sugar from reaching the continent, but beet sugar had just been developed, dropping prices to a new low. In the 1740s, colonists in New York and New Jersey would throw parties called waffle frolics, which just sounds like the absolute best time, Thomas Jefferson, in fact, loved waffles so much, he bought four waffle irons he purchased from Amsterdam back to America and would regularly serve the food at Monticello for guests. He also served ice cream, french fries, and mac and cheese. Does this guy know how to party or what? In 1869 in Troy, New York, the first stovetop waffle iron was patented. Cast iron with a hinge top and swiveling. 20 years later, Pearl Milling Company came out with the first commercial pre-made waffle mix, which is called, drumroll, Aunt Jemima. Soon, the electric waffle iron entered the conversation in 1918. Waffle tech was exploding. In the early 30s, the three Dorsa brothers from California were starting their own food manufacturing company in their parents' basement. Their first breakthrough was Eggo Mayonnaise, so named because it contained 100% fresh ranch eggs. They also created a dry-mix waffle batter that required just milk to get started. They were quite successful. But when brother Frank Dorsa developed a machine that could crank out thousands of frozen pre-made waffles a day, now that was the game-changer. Froffles, as they were initially called, could soon be found at every grocery store in the country. No more waffle iron, no more mixing. In the convenience-obsessed 50s, people went nuts for frozen waffles. But Froffles, as you can tell, is just, just a terrible name. So they decided to change it to fit their other branding and went with Eggo. Today, 40% of American households eat Eggo waffles. While America was going gaga over big, heavy waffles, Europe was still embracing the light, crispy variety. At the 1964 World's Fair in Queens, New York, there was a large complex called Belgian Village, with stores and restaurants catering to tastes from that part of the world. People flocked to a hut in the Belgian village to get a taste of Brussels waffles, a Belgium product. They were selling light, flavorful waffles for a buck apiece, usually with strawberries and whipped cream. These super light waffles were a hit, 
and they couldn't make them fast enough. The only problem was the name. There actually already existed a specific type of waffle called a Brussels waffle found in Belgium. Most Americans didn't really connect that Brussels was even in Belgium, so they changed the name to Belgian waffles. Eventually, the creators lost control of the product, and the Belgian waffle was absorbed into the larger waffle landscape we know today and is generally indistinguishable from other waffles. At this point, it really is Belgian in name only. However, local artisans and hipsters alike are doing their part to bring back many of these long-forgotten recipes and offering true waffles as they were initially created. Various eateries across the country are starting to offer the Brussels waffle and the original liege waffles made in the old country traditional ways. So, the next time you sit down to your breakfast and you see the hot, syrupy, gridded decadence laying before you, I want you to appreciate the two millennia of progress that had to occur for you to be where you are, about to experience a one waffly delicious good time. <laughs>